What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. Pouring up a cold beverage and talking about sports and pop culture here on Wednesday's episode of Drafts on Drafts. And not only is it sports, but it is all of the sports <laughs> in the winter months. And uh, I am looking forward to this one, Michelle. We have a big episode. What is this episode about? Uh, We are giving you a 2022 Winter Olympic preview. Uh, You're listening to this on Wednesday, uh, February 2nd, and the games are about to kick off in two days. So this is kind of perfect timing, I think. Yeah, I mean, I wish we could, like, kick this episode off on Friday when the games kick off. But, you know, we've got a long, just about two weeks of Winter Olympics. So I feel like today is the perfect day for a preview before this kicks off on the 4th. Yeah, we're going to do a big old preview. We're going to tell you about the games, the who, what, where, when. Uh, We'll dive into some of the athletes, and then we'll uh, we'll unpack some of the new events. And honestly, I kind of feel like what's going to end up happening is our huddle episodes are going to be like pretty strongly taken over by Olympic headlines once everything kicks off next week or Mm -hmm. or later this week. Sorry. I I have a feeling that that will be the case. And if... You know, we've done some coverage on the Olympics the last couple weeks, the last two, three weeks, just to start January on the huddle. We've talked about how they're sending a record number of U.S. Olympians to this Winter Olympics, 222 as of Monday, if you tuned into Monday's The Huddle. Um, There's some contention between the NHL and whether they'll send people. You know, there's all sorts of stuff that there's, it's, it's worth talking about, but before we actually get into the nitty gritty, let's get into the facts. Like, well, what? Wait, wait a second. Oh, wait. You're, you're skipping something very important. Oh, my God. I am. I know. Oh, you're, my God. I know how excited you are. But before we get into the Olympic oh my nitty gritty, God. please tell everybody what you're drinking, because that is a very big piece of this uh, episode today. Okay, I'm embarrassed because I just, like, forged ahead, and I am drinking um, one of my favorite just run-of-the-mill IPAs. Um, I'm drinking a Logical Conclusion, which is brewed by Three's Brewing Company right here in Brooklyn, right around the corner from my apartment. Lovely. I am drinking Sierra Nevada Big Little Thing. Uh, This might have made an appearance on the show before. I found this in the fridge, and I thought there were none left, and I was very excited, so I don't care if it's a repeat. I love the big little thing. It's 9%. See you at the end of this episode. Um, I love crate digging for really great beers in your fridge, so support that fully. And also, I will say Sierra Nevada is one of my favorite, more mainstream, the most mainstream brewery. But, like, their IPAs, really fucking good. Oh, so yeah. kudos to you. Oh, yeah. All right. Now that we've gotten that important bit of information out of the way, Kate, now would you like to dive into the facts Of the Olympics, of the 2022 Winter Olympics. Let's take this to the five W's. (laughs) Who, what, when, where, why. Okay? Oh, why? The why. And why. I didn't include the why, but the why, spoiler alert, is because it's fun and it's the Olympics. Because it's so much fun and it's winter and it's Olympics and we love it. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the who. The who is for when it, I mean, I think most people listening because this is a by nature, a U.S.-based and mostly American football-based podcast. I would assume that most people listening are from the U.S., and we do have 222 Olympians and athletes who are headed to the Winter Olympics. But in the world, for our worldly listeners, 
2,000 plus athletes are going to the games, Michelle. Love That's it. super dope. That's amazing. It's, I mean, it's, it is the biggest, you know, event for athletes that, that happens. Period. Like, end of story. Yes. I think it's very, very, it's interesting that the U.S. represents over 10% of that number, but we'll get into a little bit more about breaking down who's there as we get into the episode. Yeah. What is the Olympics? The Olympics, the Winter Olympics, is a total of 109 medal events across 15 different sports. That's dope. We're going to get into some of those 15 sports for sure. Um, we also know when it is, which is starting this Friday. <laughs> we do. Like we said. But it goes through February 20th. So we've got some time with the Olympics. We're going to tune into those. And it is in where? But no other than Beijing, China. Um, but also, I, I'm, I've never been to Beijing. Have you been to China before? No, I, I, I haven't. And uh, But, you know, I think it's important to know, like, there's always one major city that's called out for the Olympics, Beijing being the major city for, for this year. But obviously, when you're talking about 109 different events that vary in shape and size, you know, there are surrounding areas where, you know, these games take place. So it really, it takes over a very large area, you know, not just Beijing itself. Beijing is where the main arena will be. That's where you're going to watch the opening and closing ceremonies. But a lot of these events and things, they can't all house in Beijing. So there are surrounding mm-hmm. areas and cities, you know, that will be hosting um, some of the events for uh, for the for the Olympics. Yeah, that is, and it's pretty standard, right? Like you you have your central city, and then you have all the different outskirts. Listen, you don't have everything in one central place. No, so if no, no, you no. need like a a mountain. You may not have that in Beijing if you need people who are doing snowboarding, skiing, which we'll get into. So it is in Beijing, though, and the larger areas surrounding Beijing. Uh, Who, what, when, where? I guess that leaves us with why. Like you said, because it's the fucking Winter Olympics, which is amazing. (laughs) But also the why is related to COVID, I would say. Um, According to our little prep doc here... Um, the International Olympic Committee announced in mid-January that only, quote, selected spectators will be allowed to attend the Games due to the pandemic. So this, the why is because we all deserve fun in the midst of a pandemic, which is COVID-19 still two years later. Um, But it's going to be a little more select this year. So I'll be interested to learn more about that. Yeah, it look, there's definitely they're taking every precaution, you know, I think that they can. Their goal is obviously to not be, you know, uh, having the cases break out while Olympians are there. This is not the first time that the Olympics have taken place um, amidst COVID. Um, and so, you know, look, their goal is to, you know, try to have there be zero cases. I have my fingers crossed for them. There's very strict protocols and approaches, you know, in place. What you just mentioned, you know, relates more to the, um, you know, the fan side of things. But, you know, there's a lot of things that they're going to be trying to stick to here uh, to make sure that testing is done regularly, mm. that every, you know, like there's there there's a lot that they're doing to try to keep um, both the, well, the city of Beijing itself the athletes and then the, the 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 countries from which all these people are traveling from you know mm-hmm. you really you really got to be ahead of the game about this so uh i've read a couple of different things here um for the vaccine for for the athletes um they've got to be you know vaccinated as does like their their staff um 
I read that like before, let's see, I think it was before they board their flights to arrive, everyone needs to provide two recent negative tests from a lab, so not something from an at-home. They're, they're kind of almost approaching it as if it was the beginning of, of COVID and, and it was like when the last Olympics, you know, happened amidst this, even though things have arguably gotten a little bit better. But look, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to keep this as, as uh, safe and healthy as possible for everyone, which is, you know, they, it's important. You, you kind of have to do that. There's really no choice. Yeah. And so I know there are a lot of people, given the protocols that are in place and knowing who is going overseas to actually compete this year, there are a couple people that are not competing. Um, we should note that the NHL is still in talks. We should know more about that just as soon as we kick off the actual Olympics. Um, we know that the um, NBC correspondents are not sending folks overseas to actually cover the Winter Olympics because of COVID. Yep. But we should talk about who is actually going. Yes. And I think one of the most talked about names this year is, I mean the pinnacle snowboarder from the U.S. There is none other than Sean White. Oh, yeah. How familiar are you with Sean White? Since, pretty much since we were kids. I was going to say, pretty much since we were kids, I was like, I was looking it up. It's kind of insane, like, how long he's been at this. I think his career is, you know, at 20, 20 some odd years at this point, he's been doing, you know, he's been doing it and, and has been the face, arguably, you know, of snowboarding, um, for for the majority of his career, starting at like 16, I think. And, you know, my earliest memories of Sean White were uh, more X Games related. It was before, yeah, me it, was, too. it was way before, I think, the Olympics even really, you know, kind of made room for snowboarding. And so most of where I really saw him from the beginning was, you know, from snowboarding and big air and half pipe and all the cool shit he used to do as a kid. And it's awesome to like, feel like we kind of grew up with him I cannot believe that he's still he's still at it not I mean like not only is he still at it from when we were children-ish but yeah. he's still the best I know he's so freaking good it's just amazing to watch him and in so many ways he's paved the way for most snowboarders that you know are even in the games now they watched him they learned from him they emulate him so you know this is his fifth year that he's going to be uh attending the olympic games he becomes the oldest u.s halfpipe rider in winter games history um he's 35 he's won three gold medalists uh, he's three gold medals like i mean he's just like the guy when it comes you know when you used to talk about skateboarding you would talk about tony hawk when you talk about snowboarding you talk about sean white so here's a real question you're a snowboarder see you live a few minutes outside of a ski resort. I do. Or, or boarding resort, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, did you pick up snowboarding because of Sean White? Probably in a way, yes. Like, I, I think, like, snowboarding started to become a much more, like, publicized and cooler thing, like, probably when I was a teenager. Honestly, like, Sean White's 35. I'm a couple years older than him. I probably started watching this, like, a, right around when he was doing it. And so... Like when I first went to a mountain and was, cause I didn't grow up, 
you know, skiing or snowboarding. So I, when I first went to a mountain as like a teenager, the, the question was like, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to ski or snowboard? I was like, I'm a snowboard. It's so much fucking cooler. Like, well, of course I'm going to do that now. And it probably was somewhat affiliated with watching, you know, Sean White and, and just having the sport get more and more popular. And I mean, while I definitely would never go in a half pipe, like I, I've gone into the little parks and I try to do my jumps and, you know, they're about three centimeters in the air. I get, I get some pretty good air. <laughs> That sounds like some very gnar pal that you're shredding over there. That's very, very excellent. I'm not quite as gnar as Sean White, but you, you know, it's a good question. I think it, it probably unbeknownst to me, it did influence me in some way, shape or form that when I finally decided to get out there and try, I was like, I'm snowboarding. It's way cooler. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it, it remains to be seen how well Sean White will obviously do this year, but he is one of the best. And there are, as much as I personally, one of my favorite events is is the half pipe. I love watching snowboarders go and just absolutely send it. But there's a lot more to talk about this year, especially because there are 109 meddling events that are being held this year at the Winter Games. I mean, that's just like a crazy, crazy amount. I mean, it, but like we we know this, like if you pay attention and you watch the Olympics, which I'm sure many people do, this is like, this is the Olympic Games. Like there are tons and tons of different events, you know, that people can uh, participate in, which is just like so fun and interesting. I mean, I'm looking at the website, alpine skiing, biathlon, bobsled, Curling, we will talk a little bit more about curling. Skeleton, ski jumping, snowboarding, hockey, figure skating, short track, luge. Like, there's so many just cool things, and it makes me want to, like, try all these things in my backyard eventually. You basically have the perfect backyard for it. I kind of do. I would give you the go-ahead there. Okay, all right, yeah. Like, I I will, uh, yeah, I'm going to try some of these. Um, I think... What we should talk about, though, is because there's we'll, we'll end the episode talking a little bit about Kate and I's kind of favorite events, and, and neither one of them are necessarily new. But I do think it's – I also think something that's really cool about the Olympics is, like, they are adding new events. Like, after all these years, they're still adding new things, trying to include more athletes, and I think that's really freaking cool. They don't just, like, rinse and repeat every year. I totally agree. I like that they're shaking it up, and there are more things to tune into. I mean – you mentioned a lot of the best ones. I will be curious as I'm nearing the end of my beer here. I will be curious about what of this new mix of different events that you are most excited about. All right. So just real quick rapid fire here. Some of the new events to watch for in the 2020 Winter Olympics. Free ski, big air. Mm. Women's monobob, which we may have talked about on on, a, on an episode before. And yes, it is a real thing. Women's monobob. It's the fourth event um, in the bobsled category. So there you go. And as the name suggests, a monobob features a sled de- designed for one singular athlete. So there I thought you were going to say one bob. One bob. Uh- Your name must be Bob. If not, you are not allowed in in here and it's a women's category so that might be tricky um mixed snowboard cross a a lot of these are interesting mixed snowboard cross mixed team aerials mixed team short track relay and mixed track ski jumping so this is actually kind of cool because a lot of these were historically only men's events and now they're working to make sure that both men and women are included in these events which is great that's great Way to go, Olympics. Way to join the 20th century. Good job. 
thank you so much for thank you. the beginnings of gender equity. That's cool. <laughs> Love it. So those are the those are the main new events this year to watch for. I know Kate and I will definitely be watching out for some from some mono bob faux show. But Kate, outside of the new ones, like what are some of your just classic favorite things to watch in the Winter Olympics? You mentioned the half pipe. I like that. Check. What else? Who doesn't love the half pipe? First and foremost, always so much fun to watch people around the world just shred. Similarly, I think that just... All right, so I have a small anecdote, and I won't take this as, <laughs> as long as I normally do. As she does. If you have ever been to Stratton in Vermont, Stratton Mountain, which at one point has been built for ski jumpers, right? For oh, folks who just okay. go barreling fast down a ski jump and go for as much you talked about like free ski big air yes i'm talking like procured big air there's (laughs) one big ski jump it's not free ski it's just you go as fast as you can as long as you can okay and land on your skis okay oh yeah 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 okay no no tricks in the air right ski jumping is like i'm not doing a trick i'm just yes flying through the air just true ski jumping. It's it. not the most exciting, but if you are a skier and you are putting yourselves in their boots and skis, I cannot fathom it. No. Like, I literally, the reason I'm talking about Stratton is because I had gone one year and I was trying, it was an icy day at Ski yeah. the East, so everything <laughs> is full ice and... I went the wrong way down a path. I meant to go down like a regular like blue or black diamond. And Uh I went like down the side of a double black, which was just adjacent to this ski jump. Oh, geez. It was terrifying. Mm -hmm. And it gave me truly a whole new respect for ski jumping. So I'm excited for that. Hey, as I said, I've I've gotten some gnar air on my snowboard. And by (laughs) gnar air... I've seen videos of it. I'm like an eighth of an inch off the ground. (laughs) And I'm holding my breath like, will I make it? Will I make it? I'm not even off the ground. So bless those people that can just like fly through the air. And honestly, there's a lot of those types of um, events in the Olympics. Ski jumping, half pipe snowboarding, some of the freestyle stuff, the big, like there's a lot of those types of things where it's like, just propel yourself in the air and land on the snow on your skis or snowboard. Yes. I mean, I have enjoyed that. I I would be curious. There are better sports than this. What do you want to see? They're all super exciting, but I was going to bring us back down to earth level, not flying through the air. I think I talked about this in the past. I am obsessed with curling. Like I low key, high key have a, I love curling. Like if they, I, because to me, This is perfect Should for Should we drafts. get you into curling? I can yes. buy you a broom. Yes. I mean, I love, you know I love sweeping. A little ice broom. You know I love sweeping. Um, here is why I really like curling. And this is perfect for drafts on drafts and also shows what a fucking gigantic lush I am. I think curling is basically the winter version of like cornhole. It's it like, is. It's a drinking game. It's also an Olympic sport, apparently. But I think it's a drinking game where like it's cold outside you're playing sort of like closest to the hole. You're knocking people out, whatever. I just envision most of these people training with a beer in their hands. Now, I don't know if they do, but I feel like they are. And I love 
watching it. It's like it's a glorified bar game to me. I so agree. And it is very if it's not it it definitely it feels like all of those types that same echelon Shuff, of sports shuffleboard right? I mean shuffleboard it's, it's right there. beer pong <laughs> yeah. like this is the ice version of shuffleboard beer pong cornhole, cornhole. yeah I, I love it I absolutely love it I'm glad it gets so much airtime I can't wait to watch it love me some curling and you're right maybe I need to like buy some some of the little mallet things. And I don't know, maybe I got to like start doing it here. Um, So that's like my favorite, which I don't know, maybe I'm a weirdo, but I do love that. I love all things snowboarding, especially the racing. I think that shit's really cool. Um, I love bobsled. And then I really like um, speed skating, like the ice skating. I was going to, the last thing I was going to say, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say like, if we're taking it back to Michelle Kwan days, I, was gonna- <laughs> I just love figure skating. Well, I definitely grew up big on inter- into figure skating. I was team Nancy Kerrigan for life. I still am. I loved that stuff like when I was younger. I I don't love it as much anymore. I just, I, it's an art form and it's beautiful, but I, I want like the fast and the furious t- type stuff. Mm-hmm, That's why mm-hmm. I lean more towards like bobsled and speed skating's intense, man. They wear some huge huge skates Apollo like, Ono or whatever it was hell yeah they go so fast they get they're like you ever see that Michael Jackson video where like he leans forward like so far that you think like maybe he's gonna fall down but he doesn't fall down absolutely I basically feel like that's what like speed skating is they lean so far to the side to like get around the things that they're like basically in an MJ video Okay, so we are excited about all the sports, <laughs> so I think is what we're figuring out. I can't wait for everything. The luge is cool. Cross-country skiing is cool. Why? Because I can do it in my backyard, and now I have a very newfound interest and respect for how hard that is. Those people are, like, machine-built. It's insane. Yeah, there's, like, a sport that's very similar to that that I don't know the name of, but the one where you pick up your, like archery it's like a rifle but it's I think basically that's, like archery and cross country and that that's shit the, is that's wild the, okay so that's the biathlon and you're right they do multiple things there's cross country skiing they're shooting but i mean like just dragging through snow up hills on skis like that is not easy that is not okay so you're right really spoiler alert um we just are really excited about everything for the winter olympics i guess we love winter, we love Olympics, <laughs> and we love together Winter Olympics. So it's going to be a good one. Well, tune in on the 4th of February for the opening ceremonies. I like to do this thing when the Olympics are on. Is like I pretty much always have a television or a screen or something on. Like I don't really even care if I am excited about what's on. I just like always have it on in the background because there's just there's coverage all day long which is awesome. And so uh, it just, yeah, it makes for just a fun, you know, kind of change of pace in your in your days to be able to watch some Olympics. That's right. There is only one thing like the Olympics, and that is the Olympics. But enjoy the winter version. Um, luckily, this Friday, we have more football coverage. But just tune in because it's, it's around the Pro Bowl. Pro and Bowl. We're- Pro Bowl, Super Bowl preview. So, I mean, exactly. what, get, what gets better? We're talking about the Pro Bowl, the Super Bowl, and the Olympics, like basically all in the same breath. Life is good. Life is not bad at all, isn't it? <laughs> 
life. All right, we'll talk to you. I, I guess we'll talk to everybody on Friday, but um, we got more to talk about. So tune in Friday, and we'll talk to you then. <laughs>